0: Ministry Bits, episode 014, April 24th, 2014. Spring Cleaning (music) Textile. Ministry Bits is happy to be part of the AIM network of podcasts that you can find at adventuresinministry.com. You can follow Ministry Bits on Twitter at Ministry Bits. You can find us on Facebook and like our page there at Facebook.com slash Ministry Bits. And you can email me directly any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have at chad.landman at gmail.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening you may delete as appropriate if you want if you, if you want to do that i am chad Lamon your host here for ministry bits episode 14 can you believe it we're practically a teenager now can you that's that's un, unreal unreal we have uh, really enjoyed the show here uh, i've really enjo- enjoyed putting it together for you guys for the past few months and uh, we were very happy to have uh, adam fawn last week uh, be on the show talk about evernote and create space and his lack of apps on his phone or lack thereof right and and so really happy to have him on there we're going to have uh we've got a couple of good guests really not the ones not that the ones before weren't good but you know what i mean we're, we're we got some really great guests coming up and um by the time this podcast goes live i will have another child i will have two i'm collecting them now so Congratulations to me being a self-centered part of the podcast here. Congratulations to me. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, hopefully uh, as this podcast records, I'm recording this uh, well in advance, but um, hopefully this did not uh, interfere with anything. And I was able to keep putting shows out on Mondays and uh, or Tuesdays rather and um, do that thing. So great. But thank you so much for listening. And, And by the way, before we get started in the show today, Uh, I do want to point you, as I did um, and as I've hopefully pointed you to the previous weeks, is uh, to adventuresinministry.com. We've got a new website. Uh, If you have not checked out Adventures in Ministry, we are expanding and growing at a rapid pace. And uh, you're going to want to check that out because guess what? All the resources, all the stuff on there, the resources are free. Hey, and guess what? The podcasts, which number in... The five range now are free as well. Stuff Preachers Use podcast is really great. Uh, It's hosted by Ben Wright. And then uh, you got the Paul and Tom show, or the Bob and Tom show, or whatever it is. (laughs) Uh, No, the Paul Sperlin and John Podine show. And it's it's really, really great. Uh, So if you check out some of those other podcasts, the I'm a YM podcast I love because it's Andrew and Eric talking about their... uh, (laughs) <laughs> they should just call it the Youth Ministry Mistake Podcast. <laughs> you know, it's kind of kind of strange, but they they should just call it that. No, I'm just kidding. They they really uh, do a great job with that, and they've been talking to some really great people, and they've got some really great people lined up. So check out the podcasts, the network there. Check out the uh, the resources that are free. I mean, you can't go wrong with free. And um, check out the new website. The new website was built on Squarespace, and uh, if you want to know more more about the website or more about Squarespace, email me. And uh, I'd be happy to talk your ears off about it. So anyway, adventuresinministry.com is our new home, and we would be happy to have you go there. So this episode is all about spring cleaning, and it is time. If you have not started spring cleaning yet, it is time. The cold weather is finally gone, hopefully, right? There's always that little cold snap around Mother's Day, but hopefully the, the cold is is gone and good, and, and we're Knee deep in spring right now, um, and at your homes, we start planting stuff. We start digging in the garden. We start doing all sorts of different things. We start getting outside and working in the yard and preparing different things and doing things that went completely neglected over the whole course of the fall and winter when we couldn't get outside. And we go out and we take care of those things. You know, I've got a I've got a little list of things that need to be done around the house, and and you know that those are those are getting done more now. Uh, so. What about our tech, though? What, what about our tech, our digital lifestyle, as, as it were? Um, you know, we go down in the basement or we go to the garage and we throw stuff out that um, maybe we or maybe you're a hoarder. Uh, maybe maybe you're a hoarder. You ever seen that show? It's terrifying. Um, maybe you're a hoarder and maybe you uh, collect stuff like a, like a crazy person and that's fine. But maybe you're not. And maybe you're a, a, a normal, sane person like me who's slightly OCD. I've never been diagnosed, but I still think I am slightly OCD. And I'm constantly kind of looking, especially this time of year, when it comes to spring cleaning, about looking for stuff to throw out. What can I get rid of? Because I'm always envisioning, what if I get like an opportunity to work for ESPN? You know, what if ESPN calls me one day and says, Chad, we love the podcast. We want you to come be a sports center anchor. I'm sorry, but, um, I'll find a church to be a part-time youth minister up in Connecticut because I'm going to Connecticut if the ESPN calls, right? Which is, you know, not, never going to happen. But anyway, so if they call, what what would happen? How much stuff would I have to pack up? Well, that's what I'm thinking about. If you moved your entire digital lifestyle, all everything, how much stuff would it be to move? What what would you have? Are you a are you a digital hoarder? I'm kind of a digital hoarder. I'm not a literal hoarder in my life. As you can see by my office, my office is clean and organized and it's virtually the only thing that I think I can control in my life except my digital lifestyle. So we're going to talk a little bit about spring cleaning here. Um, One note that I would would like to kind of, I don't know, kind of start off with is that you should combine your technology whenever possible. And what I mean by that is and, and this is just my opinion. This is not something maybe you have a system that works for you. Maybe you've got a PC at work and a Mac at home and an iPad at home or a personal iPhone or an Android tablet or something, and you make all those things work together. Great. If it works for you, then it works for you. But I can't have that. I've got to have the least amount of devices. Um, right, right now, I'm stressing out. My OCD kicking in and stressing out about um, having an iPad and an iPhone. I don't think that I have to have both of those devices. But I actually use my iPad to teach with. I use it to preach from. And the iPhone's too small. But what about when they come out with the big iPhone? Can I just go to a laptop and the big iPhone? Think about that for a second. Do you have a Samsung phone, a Nexus tablet, and a PC? What if you combined two of those and said, you know what, instead of having a Samsung phone and a Nexus tablet, I'm going to have, get one of those phablets, you know, the phone tablets, I'm going to get like the note three. And that way I can preach from that. Cause it's enormous, but I can still use it to talk on as my cell phone, as my communications device, combining those, those devices. So the less devices you have in equals the less confusion. I'm in the Mac ecosystem right here. I've got an iPad retina, um, uh, i ha- i've had mini retina i've got an iphone 5s and i've got a uh, a macbook pro and this system really works for me and it's not an overall huge headache to get things to sync up so where can you combine it and not just talking about combining your your devices but combining different apps and we'll talk about that more a little bit um, but wh- what can you combine what can you combine what What one app does what three apps do, and how can you combine that? We'll talk about that here in just a few moments. But how can you, when you're talking about throwing out your tech, have you got stuff just laying around that you don't use anymore? What do you have? Well, for one, have a garage sale or something. I had a box of cords. I literally sold a box of useless cords at a yard sale this time last year to a guy for like $12. It it meant nothing to me, but he was probably like a a hoarder or something like that. And he wanted them and he gave me $12 for them. That's all it was. And they they did not mean anything for me. And they gave me uh, enough for my family to eat a Taco Bell. Okay. So uh, get rid of this stuff and you may end up getting some cash. There's a site that I've uh, used several different times for several different devices called Uh, gazelle.com. Gazelle.com. G-A-Z-E-L-L-E.com. They actually recycle your old tech for you, and you can sell them your newer tech. Uh, for instance, I had an iPhone 5 that was looking kind of janky, didn't really, was kind of slowing down on me. I kind of was looking at the earpiece. A speaker went out and called up Gazelle, got an offer for it, and they gave me pretty good money for it. Gave me like $220 for it, and that's it was a simple, simple process. So uh, I'd go find some of that. I'd go, you know, sell your, if, you, if you're up to it, sell your stuff on Craigslist or eBay. You know, if you're willing to pay the eBay fees uh, for that stuff, then sell your stuff on eBay. If you're willing to deal with um, creepers, I guess, you can sell it on Craigslist. They're not all creepers. There's some, some of them are very good. In fact, I sold a, my Moto X to a guy that was, that was a very nice guy. But anyway, so just clean this stuff out. Clean out your drawers, your drawers of cords. If you haven't used that cord in a year probably not ever going to use it. Uh, if you have three adapters laying around for a laptop that you don't own anymore, get rid of them. And somebody somewhere is looking for those on eBay. Post them to eBay. Uh, do something like that. So clean out some, literally take your devices, take all your cords, take your different stuff, take your tech and just clean it out. The first thing I want to talk about three things. I'm going I'm to kind of outline this podcast today, the show today with three things. We're going to talk about maintenance, first of all. Maintenance for your devices, for your uh, mainly for your computer. And then we're going to ask two questions. How much tech do you need to get rid of? And what do you need to change? Okay, those are the two questions we're going to ask. So those are the three things we're going to talk about. So, number one, maintenance. Uh, a lot of people make the comparison that you have to maintain your... Computers and devices excuse me, a lot like you maintain your car and I don't necessarily agree with that I agree with that to a certain extent but I don't necessarily agree with that as a whole because if your car if you fail to change the oil for 19,000 miles, your, your engine's going to explode <laughs> or something, right? It's going to literally burn up if you do that with a computer, it's just going to slow down and maybe it might stop working, it might crash, it might do those different things if you neglect your computer long enough. So some suggestions for that is to, one, to you know kind of defrag your hard drive. Now, you don't have to do that on a Mac. In fact, Mac users have never had to defrag anything. But if you have a Windows uh, 7 machine or older, especially, Especially if you have a Windows XP machine. If you have a Windows XP machine, please consider upgrading. I know it's still, as of, as of last month, it was still officially supported by Microsoft, but it's not anymore. It's time to move on. Uh, so, And that's another good point to make is is do you need to upgrade? Uh, some of you are sitting there saying, you know, my dad has a computer at home. It's almost 12 years old now, and it is uh, it's working just fine. It's, you know, it's, it's, he surfs the internet. Uh, It's slow, but it's still great. It was running Windows seven and it's, it's fine for what he needs. But for most of you, that's not going to be the case. So do you need to upgrade your computer? Do you need to upgrade your phone, your computer, anything like that? Um, You need to clean out your computer. There's an excellent utility and I'm going to talk mainly Mac utilities and I apologize to all the Windows users out there today, but uh, I'm going to talk about mainly Mac utilities, and the first one I want to talk about is Clean My Mac. Now, Clean My Mac is really, really great. It will clean stuff off. It will delete files that you did not know existed, and it's it's really great. It's come highly recommended for most people. I don't use it. What I do use is a program called Onyx. O N Y X, and Onyx is free. And they recently um, had a redesign in it and redesigned the icon and different things, and it's optimized for Mavericks. On, uh, on your Mac. And I don't know what happened. Uh, apparently, I've done a lot of stuff on my new computer here in about the last five or six months. But I don't know what happened. But when I cleaned out my cache files, and it gives you like a, a million different options to clean out files on Onyx and verify volumes and, and hard drives and all sorts of different stuff. And it'll do all that work for you. But when I cleaned out that stuff, it freed up like 22 gigs, okay? And I, I, I really think that I'm cognizant of where all my stuff goes on my computer, but I guess I wasn't because I had accrued all this stuff in these logs and this junk and these caches and all these other different things, and it freed up 20 gigs. And that's a lot when you're talking about a 256-gigabyte hard drive, a solid-state drive. You're gonna, you need every gig that you can find. So that was very impressive to me. But that utility is called Onyx, O-N-Y-X. And I'll have all this stuff in the show notes for you. And you can visit that at chatl.co slash mbits slash 014. Another really good utility for Mac is called Gemini. I believe it's $10. You can find it in the Mac App Store. And it is is phenomenal for finding duplicates on your computer. Uh, It'll find the duplicates. It'll zap them. It'll throw them in the trash for you. Uh, It'll get rid of them. It's got some intelligent kind of things going on with it when it searches for those duplicates and stuff. So it's really, really great. Uh, I would also look at your iPhoto or any photo management software that you have. Uh, I would start, I would go in, this is what I would do. If you put too many photos, for instance, my wife had over, at one point, had over 12,000 photos in her iPhoto. And she wondered why it was slow. She wondered why it was skipping and why it would accidentally delete things when she didn't want it to. And I said, honey, you have a million photos in there. So what we did is I took the last, I don't know, up to the last six months of photos, which was a a vast majority of them, about 9,000 photos, and took those off and backed them up on an external hard drive, and I burned them onto some DVDs as a backup, because you don't ever want to lose photos and, and, and important files. And this kind of goes for important files as well. Uh, just clean out and back up your iPhoto. And when you back up your machine, which I'll talk about in a minute, when you back up your entire machine, it will back up your photos as well. So you'll have redundant backups uh, sitting everywhere for your for your photos. So clean out your iPhoto. Get, if you have a million photos in iPhoto, get rid of the last uh, all but the last six months of your photos and, and, and back the rest up and keep that current, those current photos in iPhoto. And then another problem for a lot of people, and I know, I don't know if you've ever uh, tried this app or not, but contacts cleaner, uh, a, a big problem is, is maintaining contacts. You may have contacts in Gmail, you may have contacts in iCloud, you may have contacts in all these other things, and you may have 40 entries for one person that just need to be one entry. Well, Contacts Cleaner will help you out with that for the most part. Now, it's been about 90% of a success rate with me. And I would say that I don't have a huge library of contacts, but I've got a lot of, uh, I've got I've, I've got a couple of hundred that I need to keep a, uh, in contact with. Somebody like Dale Jenkins has like a million people that he has to keep in contact with. So, you know, he's got a, he's probably going to have something more heavy duty. But Contacts Cleaner is really great utility. And then I would go to your online storage, uh, your online stuff, your Dropbox and your Google Drive. I would go and clean those out. It's it's amazing. You know, you only have a finite amount of storage on those, on those uh, services. Um, Google recently uh, became really cheap, and I've mentioned this before, for their storage. You can get 100 gigabytes for two bucks a month. Really, really great. And um, so there's not a whole lot of things, but Dropbox is not the same. And uh, granted, I've... What, is it, what do you call it? Recommended or sent it. I guess I've, I've recommended it to so many people that they've given me uh, 15 gigs extra on top of what I had. So I've got about 15 or 16 gigs on my Dropbox, which is great. Uh, and I love Dropbox. I use it every day. I use Google Drive every single day. But I've, I've learned to use those things for different purposes. Um, clean those things out. Uh, if there's a folder in there that you haven't touched in a year... Uh, go in there and clean it out. Uh, go in there and, and get rid of that. What I do is I go and clean out my Dropbox every couple of months and I'll uh, drag files that I know I'm not going to use, like my giant clients folder that I have stuff from when I did six years ago for a client. And I'll go and drag that stuff into a external hard drive folder and back it up and it's done. It's gone. It's off my Dropbox, but yet I still have it on an external if I need it. So that's a good way to look at that. And then clean out, go to your downloads folder. And this is for Windows and Mac users as well. Go to your downloads folder. My downloads folder is like the repository for everything that downloads on my computer. And that probably is not the best way to do things. But you know what? At least it helps me keep track of stuff in one folder. I went in there the other day and I had something like 560 files in there. What in the world? And these were pictures, these were trial programs that I was testing out. These were different. Every, every single thing that's on there um, that downloads through your browser or through anything else ends up in your downloads folder. So go clean that out um, and go, you know, just make sure that it's not clogging up your stuff. Um, disk utility is a good thing to look at on your Mac as well. Uh, you can go to utilities and disk utility, go to your system preferences and go to disk utility and you can actually verify your disk utility you can verify your disk permissions. I don't know what disk permissions are, but it has to do with how apps talk to one another and it has to do with how apps are run on your computer and different things about how your computer runs. And actually when I tested out when I did my onyx clean I've never I've had this computer five months. And it said, my startup volume needs to be repaired. My disk needs to be repaired. And I'm just like, what? So if you see that, and it gives you a little red banner there and says, your disk needs to be repaired, don't flip out. Your computer's not going to stay. But that's one of those kind of uh, your computer's kind of got a cold kind of things. Um, it, It is an early warning sign of something more. You could, you could treat the cold or you, can, or you could treat the flu or it could develop into pneumonia and then your computer could crash, right? So I look at verifying permissions and, and looking and repairing my disk permissions. I look at doing that as kind of an early warning uh, s- signal to do something about it could develop into a more serious problem on your computer. So uh, go do that. I, I wouldn't do that like every day. In fact, that's, that's not good to do it every day. I do it like once a month, once or twice uh, every two months. Uh, So go to that disk utility is where you need to go for that on your Mac. And last but not least um, on maintenance, back up your stuff. Do you understand me? Back up your stuff. I cannot emphasize that enough. There are utility. There is two utilities that I'm going to mention here in a second that make this completely thoughtless and easy. Okay. One is the built in thing on your Mac called time machine. Okay. Time machine makes it so simple for you to back stuff up to your computer. All you have to have, if you have an extra it's external hard drive laying around and it's bigger than your computer, say you've got a 256 gigabyte computer, you've got a 500 gig hard drive, clean that hard drive off, hard drive off, plug it up to your computer, reformat it, and then it's going to ask you, do you want to use this as a time machine backup? You say yes, boom and it starts backing up your computer. I've got one hard drive that that's all that's on it is a backup of my machine which is great and you can do that it will remind you every 10 days to do that and that that may seem like it oh I don't want to do backups that's actually crazy but you know that's not too bad time machine has actually gotten a lot quicker uh, at doing the backups uh, and it's gotten a lot better as in it does backups based upon um, and if you do them frequently they only take a couple of minutes um, the first one takes a, a little while it may take an hour or two but then again all you got to do is plug up the the, the, um, the hard drive and let it do its work and it does all the stuff for you you just you know go to bed or something and, and it come back and it's done and it's backed up your entire system. So what you can do is if you uh, lose your mac or if your mac gets stolen or something or if you get a new one or something you can literally take one of those backups and back up your entire computer to that. So time machine is one the second one is called super duper um, and that may sound weird and everything, but it's a actually a fantastic app. What this lets you do, and I believe super duper is available on PC as well. And I'll have that link in the show notes, but super duper is a backup utility. It's uh, not anything like time machine. So don't think you can just plug up your stuff in it and it works for you. What it does is it makes disc images of your entire hard disc. Like it will make a clone of your entire hard disc for you. And it does take a while, so if you, I do one of these um, once a month, and I just overwrite the previous one, and and it's and it's fine. But um, this takes several hours. takes It could take um, depending on your hard drive size. It could take two hours. It could take six hours. But um, you can make an entire clone of your hard drive, so you could literally pop in that hard drive if you had to, and use it as your regular hard drive. So it's really great. It's called Super Duper. I'll have that link in the show notes. But back up your stuff. If there's one tech resolution or one kind of spring cleaning that you need to do, it's clean out all this stuff and then back it up. And you need to have a a good backup. You actually should have two backups uh, in place so that you can can back that stuff up. So the next two questions I want to talk about, the first one is, how much tech do you need to get rid of? You know, I talked about replacing devices, uh, you know, taking two devices and making it one, you know, uh, my philosophy is the less devices, the better. If I've got something on that device, I don't want to have to sync it with this thing. And maybe the internet is not so great and it doesn't sync correctly. And now I don't have my class in front of me on Wednesday night. And a bunch of middle schoolers are looking at me like, what are you doing? So it's kind of hard to do that, but not really. At the same time, I want to have as little as, as little number of devices as I possibly can. If I could have, my ideal setup would be a laptop and a big iPhone, uh, not the size of like a Mac uh, an iPad mini, but a big iPhone big enough to that I could read from, teach from, and do what I needed to do all that stuff from. So that's what I would love to have. And maybe, just maybe, I've been seeing a lot of rumors flying around on the internet that they're going to have a 5.5 inch or 5.7 inch iPhone, which 5.7 would be Galaxy Note 3 size, and it would be perfect. I don't mind having a huge phone, but at the same time, I don't mind having a very small tablet. And to me, that would be perfect because I could consolidate two devices and just run that device and my, my laptop. Simplify, make it as simple as possible. And I don't have to manage two different devices. So I think that would be great. For you, that might not be good. You might need a small phone. In fact, you might be still rocking a flip phone and have like a huge 10-inch Samsung um, tablet. Who knows? Or a Windows tablet or something like that. Who knows? Whatever works for you is what you need to do. So... um thinking about how much tech you need to get rid of, not just combining devices, but deleting apps. Go and take your phone right now or your iPad or something like that and look at the amount of devices that you have, or I'm sorry, look at the amount of apps that you use versus the amount of apps that you don't use. Go look in your folders and look at how many apps you've collected at different things and say, man, I cannot remember the last time I used this app. Think about the apps and think about the the ways you use those things. And if you don't if you don't use it, delete it. If you haven't can't remember the last time you used it, delete it. Uh, if you downloaded an app and signed up for a social network once and looked at stuff once, you don't probably need to worry with that. Just get rid of it. A good way to do this is what I like to do is every time I get another phone, I don't I don't restore from a backup. What I do is I just do a clean install. And I will download the apps as I need them. Uh, For instance, I don't need Evernote every day. Uh, What I do need Evernote for and what I use it for is to snap pictures of documents that I need, like insurance cards or like, for instance, I just went to the eye doctor and got my eye doctor prescription. Evernote is great for snapping pictures of documents because it auto crops them and you can search the text within and everything like that. Well, sometimes I go a week or so without using that. Sometimes I don't need to capture that. I don't pay for a premium account, so I'm not capturing uh, stuff every single day. I'm not accumulating all this stuff every single day. Well, I got a new phone last week, and turns out I said, "Man, I want to. I want to snap a picture of this um, eye doctor prescription, this eye prescription that I have." And I found, hey, I don't have Evernote on my phone. I downloaded Evernote, signed in, took my picture, went about my merry way. And so I'm looking at these this from an aspect of. What exactly do I need and what exactly am I using? If you just want to have something on your phone just to have it there, then that's kind of, it's taking up space. It's taking up whatever uh, processing power it is to, you know, to have it there. You know, you just, you just don't need it. Uh, so if you really, really want to get serious about that and spring clean your tech, what I would do is um, I would just restore your, I'd plug up your phone to, to iTunes or plug up your Android phone or restore your phone all together and just go from stock and say, what apps do I need and what apps do I use every day? And I think you'll be very surprised at how many apps you use a day. Average, uh, I think I read an article, the average user has like something like 90 apps. Not maybe, not maybe it's not that high. Maybe it was more like 70 apps on their phone and they only use like 11 of them every day. Um, so, and I'm looking at my phone right now and I took a little... Uh, test before I had 52 apps on my previous phone and I used 11 of them every day this phone I have 29 apps and I use 10 of them every day okay so I have managed to consolidate even further so you might just do a clean install might just get a new phone and start from scratch and maybe that's your solution maybe not and uh, another suggestion with your devices is to to back up those devices just like you would back up your computer, back up those devices to uh, iTunes or iCloud or uh, have it backed up to the cloud through Google if you have an Android phone. Um, If you back them up, and what I choose to do is I kind of do a both. I back them up to iCloud and then I back them up to my computer as well. So I have a physical backup on my computer, sitting a file sitting on my computer that is a backup of of my phone and my iPad right now. And the great thing about is that is that if that's backed up on my computer, my computer contains that file and it's backed up to a hard drive or multiple hard drives in my case, then I have multiple backup copies of all my devices, including my computer. It's great. It works out really, really fantastically. So um, delete all your unused apps, maybe do a clean install and then back up your devices. And here's the one that, that um, kind of would, would it, it's hard to do. Uh, it's, it's what do I need to change? What do I need to change as far as the apps I use, the workflows I have, the devices that I'm using? Um, Can I combine what this app, this app, and this app does into one app? Um, For me, in the last month, and I'm always looking to optimize even when I'm not spring cleaning, um, for me in the last month, it has been OneNote. Uh, OneNote has really took taken the place of about two to three or four different apps of mine, and uh, at OneNote and Drafts. Drafts is actually a really great app to do a lot of different things with, and uh, I'm gonna have an upcoming episode on Drafts. I don't just don't know when it'll be, but OneNote is absolutely fantastic, and they've got a they've updated for iOS seven on the on the iPad. They still haven't done that for the iPhone, but it's still great. Uh, I love it. I, I love. I love the, the, the way I can have colored tabs, I love the, the design of it, I love the way that I can change fonts, I can change colors of those fonts, I can do, in my opinion, I can do a little bit more with Evernote. Evernote is my bucket of stuff that I need to remember, and that I don't necessarily want to have cluttering up Evernote, or OneNote rather, but I just want it there so I can reference it later. OneNote is my text notes. Okay, It's my lessons. It's the the notes for this show that I'm looking at right now on my iPad mini. It's the notes for camp and, and advance and all these other different things. The general notes that I have for phone numbers for people to remember to call them. Uh, my speaking engagements that I have, sermons that I'm preaching, all sorts of different stuff. And I don't use that for quick note capture either. I don't use that for to-do lists. I have another app for that. And you're sitting there saying, well, goodness gracious, can't you just use one for these other Maybe one app is not your solution. Maybe you've got to use uh, things. I just downloaded Fantastical the other day and uh, started using it, and I realized, hey, they have to-do list support in, uh, reminders support in Fantastical. So do I really need OmniFocus to tell me when something's due? Because that's really all I use OmniFocus for is a to-do list. And I I know that's probably upsetting to some people. But... And think about that. Could I combine OmniFocus Fantastical into one app and use the reminders in Fantastical? That's something I'm looking at right now. So, what can you use? What kind of apps can you use? And what can you combine? What could you change? Uh, what could you streamline? What could you optimize to make it less fidgety, cluttery, whatever adjective you want to use? What could you use to say, this makes my life simpler? And it lets me concentrate on what I really need to concentrate on. And that's ministering to the people in my congregation, ministering to the kids that I work with, uh, you know, studying the Word of God, all these different things. Because if we're constantly searching, and this kind of goes into a deeper philosophical meaning here with this spring cleaning aspect, but if we're constantly searching, like me, I'm kind of fidgety and techy and everything like that. If we're constantly searching for the next new thing, or a way to better optimize something Shouldn't we be using that energy to do something else? That's just kind of my opinion So I hope this podcast has helped you out today I hope this show has been been of a help to you We're going to have a prayer uh, very quickly And we're going to pray for um, Your ministries and your churches and your congregations And the people in those congregations that you help And the tools that you're using So let's have a prayer real fast And we'll be done with the show today Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day Thank you so much for the springtime. Thank you so much for the, the creation, the things that are new. And Lord, please help us to see that as a symbolism in our own lives, to see something new happening in our lives and to uh, clean out the cruft in our lives, in our spiritual lives, and better serve you. Clean out the cruft in our tech lives so that we can better serve the people around us and remember things better. We can serve one another better and do things quicker and more efficiently, Lord. Thank you so much for the abilities and the talents that you have given us. Thank you so much for the positions that you have put us in uh, to be ministers of the gospel, youth ministers to kids, all these different roles that you've put us in in church leadership. Thank you so much for those. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much for his sacrifice and his example. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We are very happy that you have joined us today. Thank you so much for being here. But you can find the... um, you can find the notes here to this uh, episode at chatlco slash mbits slash 014, our 14th episode, and you can uh, find those show notes and the links to all the apps that I talked about. There'll be a good list there. Uh, make sure you go check those out. You can actually, if you, in your podcatcher, I meant to tell people this uh, as well, in your podcatcher if you're using Instacast or if you're using Downcast or, or something like that, you um, Pocket Cast on Android is great. If you're using any of those kind of download, uh, there should be an option to kind of flip the album artwork around and see all the links, and you can just click on them right there. You don't even have to go to the website. I don't want you to go to the website. I just want to help. So really great stuff there. And make sure you go to uh, adventuresinministry.com, check out their new stuff. Uh, Check out our new stuff. We're part of that network, so check out our new stuff. Check out all the other podcasts and resources there. And don't forget to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bits, Twitter page, twitter.com slash ministrybits, and uh, follow us there and get all the next news and updates and stuff like that. So thank you for joining us on this 14th episode of Ministry Bits. Go out and have a blessed week.